Welcome to Beyond Overeating by Wholesome Lifestyle Project, the overeating podcast, where I'll be showing up weekly to share with you what I've learned during my binge eating recovery, helpful tools such as yoga, mindfulness, and energy medicine. My name is Stell, and my purpose is to inform and ed- educate so that you can fast track your recovery in healing your relationship with food and finally trust yourself around the peanut butter jar. Join me as I share top tips, my struggles and triumphs to help inspire or just entertain. Remember, there's nothing wrong with you if you can't stop overeating. That's why I'm here to guide you along the way. If you are a regular listener to the show, you know that mindfulness is a big priority for me. Now with supporting more clients in the food freedom program, energy healing sessions, traveling interstate to promote my message of food freedom, I'm even more committed to maintaining a regular meditation and yoga practice. So on my phone, wherever I go, is this amazing app filled with all the meditation and mindfulness tools called Aura. Aura is an all-in-one app for mindfulness and well-being. If you've tried other meditation apps before and it never felt like it made a difference, it's most likely because the content wasn't customized for your needs. Aura is designed differently and that's why it works. There is no one-size-fits-all solution to emotional health. Aura is the first personalized all-in-one app that learns how to best help you. Aura's personalized recommendations are curated daily just for you, so you can rise, take on the day, and go to bed feeling centered. One of my favorite features is the reminders I get during the day to take a break and breathe. I also get personalized mindfulness recommendations delivered to my phone every day. With Aura, you get to tap into an endless library of resources for your well-being, all taught by the world's best coaches, therapists, and storytellers, including me. The best part is you can schedule an energy healing or food freedom coaching session with me right from the app. And we have worked out a special deal for my listeners. So start a new mindfulness habit today. Visit AuraHealth.io forward slash guest pass forward slash stell to receive a 30 day guest pass for free. That's A U R A H E A L T H dot I O forward slash G U E S T P-A-S-S forward slash S-T-E-L. Love and light, my loves. My loves, welcome back to just another beautiful episode of the Beyond of Eating podcast. My name is Stelkum Heath and I'm your host. I have overcome binge eating uh, and orthorexia, which is an obsession with uh, 
eating healthy and severe body dysmorphia. And these were cycles that carried on for me for over 13 years. My body image issues, um, they were with me for over 25 years, my loves. So I 100% understand what it could be like to experience, you know, uh, New Year's especially. The new year, new me craze that carries on and the pitfall that I fell into for so, so long. And I just wanted to kind of talk to you today, my love, about, you know, the new year. I know there's fresh energy, but it's good for us to direct our energy into things that we can control. And the things that we can control is not necessarily food or exercise. Um, it goes a little bit deeper than that. And I wanted to chat today about, you know, certain little things you can do this year. Um, the healthy habits, I think that's going to be useful for you in 2023. So um, one thing that I kind of worked on at the end of last year in my yoga classes was focusing on the things that you already do well, identify what those are, and then build on that. You already have the experience in that. And if you can hear a dog snoring, uh, that is my dog Kaiser. I'll try to keep him a little bit more uh, subdued. But, um, you know, I, I feel sometimes we overwhelm ourselves with trying to do everything, everything new. And then we feel like absolute failures when a few weeks into January, we already not able to stick to our plans and to what we want to achieve. So focusing on what you do well already and expanding on that, become almost the expert in what you do well. And, you know, almost like, so that when people see you doing it, they're like, gosh, you do that so, so well. Um, and they might come to you for advice. That's almost what I'd like for you to say, like start becoming an expert. So for example, if you are good at meal prep, become the expert at meal prep. You know, you don't have to be on social media about it, but, you know, just really, really refine your techniques, refine your timing, refine things that work for you add into recipes that you enjoy. Um, these are all just the things that can really, really support you along the way um, into having a, a better 2023. And, you know, I spoke about this on another podcast of mine, and that is about instead of searching for, a, a you know, a to-do list or a goals list, uh, this year, I've decided to choose a word for the year. And I chose this word based on how I would like to feel at the end of 2023. And the word I chose for myself this year is bliss. And if you think about it, if you are in alignment with your body, if you feel good in, um, you know, the the actions you have taken, if you are doing things that make you feel amazing, you will 
eventually feel bliss, right? So that's the word I am trying to achieve. And what's great is I now don't have to have a massive to-do list every single day. I just need to do one thing that helps me feel in a bliss, if that makes sense. And in doing that, it's it's given me just a really, really nice um a nice thing to work towards every single day at night before I go to bed. I think about, okay, well, what did I actually do today that brought me um, closer to or helped me feel into bliss? And if I, for example, did not do anything, then I'd make sure that I maybe do a meditation or quickly message a friend or something that will just help me feel more connected. So um it's and I'm not saying you need to choose my word uh, I'm suggesting you find a word that might stand out for you and um you know you might choose the word health for example and even though health is um you know it's it's something we all want to attain however you can't really measure how you feel about health, right? You could potentially say, yes, I can, I can measure my health because I've been eating more greens, uh, your, your bowel, uh, the way you breathe, that kind of thing. But it's not a feeling. I would like for you to, to find a feeling. So what would the feeling be if you were healthy at the end of 2023? If your body was feeling strong and healthy, what would that feeling be? And it's not going to be healthy right? So, so think a little bit deeper about what that word is for you. And you'll find that that word, you can probably then apply in all areas or most areas of your life, not just in your relationship with food and your body, right? Okay, my loves. So I wanted to give you a few um, tips today on binge eating. Some of the lessons I have learned in my so these are the things that I wish I knew much, much sooner. And these are just little concepts of gold. If you can kind of apply this into your life, this is going to make your recovery so, so much faster. In saying that, I struggled with these concepts and that's where my coach helped me through this because my brain and my thinking for so many years was in the opposite direction of these concepts. And sometimes we don't realize what we believe or what we, um, the patterns we have with something or our behaviors around something. So it's really difficult for us to see sometimes what's right in front of us, right? And that's why my coach really supported me through um, getting to the other side and really understanding these concepts. And these concepts are foolproof. However, it, you might take it as a pinch of salt because of your beliefs might block um, what's, you know, you know, what I'm kind of saying, because you might be, well, that doesn't sound 
like it's possible right um and you might feel well this is not for me for example but however like these are the stuff that you definitely want to implement these are the things that when you go to even psychologists or dietitians for binge eating disorder they will give you this advice because this has been proved this is evidence-based um stuff that i teach my clients um and i'm going to give that out for you today so the first one is to um let go of the diet mindset and my love, this is probably the hardest thing. If you've been buried like me for over, over all those years in the eat less, run more scenario, it's really, 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 really hard to get your mindset out of that calories in versus calories out obsession, right? And unfortunately, this will cause you to binge more now here's where the resistance will come in your mind is going to say but if i'm not watching my calories then how am i not going to binge and um, if i'm not cutting out the sugar then how am i going to stop and get control of the sugar and it's not about controlling food and both the diet mindsets whether you're watching your calories or you're cutting out certain foods you are controlling your intake and there are healthier ways to do that. And working with someone, a professional, can actually help you do that a lot, a lot sooner, right? So get off the diet mindset, right? Um, and it's it's hard. It, it really is difficult to, you know, work yourself out of um, the diet mindset. And there's so many plans out there nowadays that's disguised as a healthy lifestyle with its intermittent fasting or keto or whatever the case is you know um you know there's certain brands who sell you know drinking two 100 calorie shakes during the day and then just eating on one meal and surviving on that um and unfortunately if you do struggle with binge eating this is going to be extremely aggravating and it is going to cause a binge even people who have severely dieted have binged somewhere along the line because of that severe calorie restriction and a lot of my podcasts I talk about the three reasons why we binge and the first one is hunger um and because of hunger you know we have a much like a massive hormonal imbalance thing going on in the body um so eating less is not going to be your friend, all right? Um, and please send me a message if you're trying to wrap your head around this and you're not sure how to do it. I would love to chat to you, um, give you some more resources, give you a few more podcast episodes because it is like it's it's a really hard one. And as I'm saying, this was one of the biggest walls I was hitting during my recovery. Once I got this with once I worked through this with my coach and once my clients work through this with me, they are able to release some of that diet mindset. And most of the time, most of my clients stop binge eating within eight weeks. So eight weeks, if you think about it, uh, that's just less than less than two months. 
um, which is absolutely fantastic, you know. Um, next, we make the, the next thing I, you know, the make, next lesson I wanted to talk about is to make peace with food. Um, our human brain and body is dependent on food. If you are constantly saying food is good or bad, or I am being so naughty for eating these foods, you will start feeling deprived. And once we feel deprived, that inner rebel, that inner urge is going to want what you say you cannot have. And I've said this on the podcast before, you crave the things that you cannot have. You do not crave the things that you can have. So start to let go of labels and make food decisions based on what helps you feel energized, what makes you feel good during the day, not what anyone else tells you to eat or not to eat. Trust me, my love, no one knows your body and you cannot figure out and find out from a book what to eat and what not to eat because that book is based on someone else's lived experience which is not you it's not your body it's not your dna so it's not going to give you lasting lasting anything right i always get an argument to say well you know dieting does work and i'm like okay well then if dieting works why are you still binge eating and that was my example as well Oh gosh. All right. Isa has just gone crazy. I might just see what I can figure out. All right. So excuse the little background and the um, background barking. <laughs> He's going cray cray. Um, so um, I think my lives, these concepts, like I said, you might take this with a pinch of salt, but honestly, these are the, the things, the, the principles that um, will actually make the biggest difference. Sometimes we don't know where to start with this. And that's why my coaching programs are normally step by step and I'll hold you hand and we chat every day in between sessions because this is hard and unlearning something that's a pattern that's been happening for uh, 15, 20, 30 years is really difficult on your own. And most of the time, as I mentioned, you cannot see those blind spots. And one of those blind spots that I never realized, and this is point number three, is your urge to binge. And we've talked about the urge to binge so many times on this episode. And it's overcoming binge eating is not overcoming your food. It's not overcoming getting to the gym. It's overcoming the urge. Once you can manage your urge to um, stop binge eating, everything will fall into place. I've just got off a client appointment with one of my clients and she's been working with me for a while and she, it's we haven't seen each other since um, before Christmas. And she came back and she said, Stella, I haven't really, I, yes, I overate a little bit um, over Christmas, but there was no binge. I didn't have the urges. I had all the tools in my toolbox. I was ready for them because we talked about it before we, um, before I went on holiday, but I did not binge. You know how empowering it is for someone who's been struggling with feeling out of control for so many years 
battling with that inner urge to turn around and say, I didn't even have an urge. That is powerful. So one blind spot I had was realizing that your urge doesn't want you to stop binge eating because your urge is built around a habit, the habit of soothing yourself with food, the habit of overeating and then feeling sick and guilty. That whole, and I've talked about this before on the podcast as well, how binge eating is not just an incident, like isolated incident. It is triggered. We then go through the process of maybe wrestling with the urge. Should I, shouldn't I, I shouldn't listen to this urge. I'm sitting with the cravings. Um, and then all of a sudden, bam, I'm just into the, the cookie box and uh, I might black out. And then obviously all of a sudden we have the guilt. We have the guilt and shame. The guilt and shame leads to, well, tomorrow I'm not eating anything or I'm going back onto the diet or um, all the negative self-talk. That leads us back into an urge. So you are in a cycle. You are very, very deep in a cycle, which is known as a habit. And that habit is built around the urges to, to, to overeat, the urge to feel guilty about it, the urge to um, restrict and get yourself back into an urge of binge eating. You're in a cycle. So you're body whether you like it or not and your brain whether you like it or not is happy with that cycle because it's used to that cycle it does not like change so you need to in order for you to break up with binge eating you need to know how to manage your urges right and a blind spot of mine is often I didn't even know what an urge was. I didn't, I just felt like I just had no control. Um, and I just felt like I would black out. And, and I feel like one of those food zombies I'd talk about. But you know, your brain can feel absolutely you'll sometimes get a high when you complete that habit cycle of binge eating because your body is so used to it. You get a concoction of chemicals in your bloodstream when you binge, which is dopamine, serotonin, and not necessarily because of the sugar. <laughs> it's more because you have completed the cycle of binge eating. Your body can tick that box. Yes, I have completed this, this habit, right? So binge eating is also a way for us to distract ourselves from issues. So if you are not trained to understand your emotional self and to cope with your emotions, which is something I teach my clients, um, especially after they get a handle on the food stuff, we start working on, well, how do I deal with the emotional stuff so that I do not lean back into binge eating? All right. Um, so binge eating is a crutch for you. And if you just take that away, when you don't have other tools to deal with the stuff that your binge eating is dealing with for you, if that makes sense, the binge eating is dealing with it for you. Then unfortunately, what's going to happen is you will just unfortunately feel stuck in this cycle forever. So my loves, these lessons were extremely hard for me to learn. But my, as I said, I had someone in my corner. I had a coach who helped me and she helped me to stop binge eating. And every week I went to her with 
um, the tools she has given me and I expanded on them with my energy healing work and my yoga and my other cognitive behavioral therapy studies. And she's like, oh my gosh, you've just added so much more. I gave you like one little bit of thing to do and you've just taken this on such a different angle and level. And you know, um, she's like, you absolutely need to share these tools with others. You can help someone um, so much with uh, what you're going through. So not only did coaching help me with my binge eating and help me with my body shame, my um, self-worth, my body acceptance, um, it's really broke through so many barriers of my beliefs around food and my weight and my um just who I am in this world and I can never look back and it's because I had someone in my corner who understood what the problem was and how to fix it and she fixed it in the closest amount of time and my loves I unfortunately she doesn't do any coaching anymore but I I started coaching uh, alongside her for a while and um you know like it's it's been such an amazing amazing journey helping clients along the way so i've helped over 180 clients heal their relationship with food and uh, you know through this process i just know having someone along the way is going to make it so much easier for you saying that my loves i'd love for you to reach out wholesomelifestyleproject.com. There's a little chat button. Talk to me, send me a message, DM me, uh, Instagram, wholesomelifestyleproject.com. Let's be in touch. Let's talk about how we can help you heal your relationship with food. Um, I know that probably this year you have probably promised yourself that binge eating will no longer be a part of your habits or a part of your life. And if you want to make that a reality and you want to do that in the most possible shortest time, follow these principles. And if you want support along the way to do that, um, someone who can see your blind spots, my loves, then I'd love for you to get in touch with me and so that we can do this together. I'm here to hold your hand, my love. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining me today. And don't forget to share this with all your friends. You can do this by adding this to your Instagram story and tagging me at Wholesome Lifestyle Project or by simply telling them about it. If you could rate and review on whatever platform you are listening, this will go a long way in helping me get this podcast out there so that I can share my message and help as many women out there struggling with food issues as I can. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram on Wholesome Lifestyle Project or connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Estelle Heath, and that's where you'll find me on LinkedIn. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.